Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen Today. We are talking about football, but no, not that football, I actually mean that football. Very confusing, as it always is, when you have a British person and an American person well, on sort of. uh, the same, <laughs> well, sort of, I do suppose, North American person on the uh, same show. Hi, Janine. We're back. It's Morgan hasn't seen. I am Morgan. You are Janine. And what movie are you forcing me to watch this week for our teen movies series? Today, we are discussing Bar City Blues. Now, there may be significant amounts of bad Texan impressions. <laughs> In this episode. My Texan is mostly just general southern accent. (laughs) So I was trying to practice (laughs) my apologies. I was trying to practice my Texan before the recording and it ended up ended up sounding like Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. (laughs) Just general random southern is what is gonna come out, I'm sure. You can tell how accurate I am. However, um, I'm sure There'll be several uh, impressions of a particular quote from the movie Varsity Blues. But yeah, that is the movie we're talking about today. It is Morgan Hasn't Seen. It is our teen movie series. We talked about Bring It On, the cheerleading movie with Kirsten Dunst last week. And that was a load of fun. Uh, This movie was less fun but better. Okay. I think that's fair to say. Would that be fair to say? Um, I think it depends on the person. Well, it's also it's another sports movie. I mean, it's more of a typical sports movie. Uh, Varsity Blues. I think that's uh, probably James. why you enjoyed it more. It is probably why I I I enjoyed it more. Um, but I also do like James Vanderbeek. Now, I haven't seen James Vanderbeek in a whole bunch of stuff, but the limited stuff I have seen him in, I've really kind of liked him. And he definitely does... He's definitely one of those that uh, does more of the teen drama as opposed to the, the comedy. Yes. You know, he's only done a couple of comedy things. Yeah, he wasn't like a Freddie Prince Jr., and he could have gone that route, I think because he had that whole platform with his own series, but he picked more interesting things. He also didn't go into horror. That's true. Like uh, Joshua like Jackson did. and Joshua Jackson, his co-star on Dawson's Creek. See, so yeah, bunch of, a bunch of that whole era of people, they did the drama, they did the comedy, they did some horror, like Freddie Prince Jr. did kind of everything there uh james vanderbeek very much staying with soppy drama (laughs) and he kind of works very well doing that he does so i can't fault him i think he was maybe trying to like subvert some of his uh dawson character from the series you know he dyed his hair dark and you know, it was more athletic, oh, it, whereas his character on Dawson's movie, Creek was more artsy. Like, he was a film. He loved film and movies and was more of a creative kind of nerd type. Whereas, you know, Johnny Moxon <laughs> is like... Or Mox Moxon. Mox. Mox. Yeah. While he was kind of a more bookish student, he still mm-hmm. was like a jock. He's a backup quarterback for the uh, what? What's the team called? The Coyotes. The Coyotes. Or the Coyotes, as I like to pronounce it, because that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, like Wiley Coyote from Looney Tunes. No. West Canaan. Like the West Canaan, Texas. West Canaan Coyotes or Coyotes or there's going to be a lot of pronunciation walls in this episode because Texas. That's the only reason. <laughs> just Texas. Just 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 Texas. Um, 
But yeah, this is James Vanderbeek playing a backup quarterback on this high school football team who uh, whose star quarterback played by... Paul Walker, R.I.P. Yay! Pa- yay, Paul Walker. We we always needed more Paul Walker on this show considering we what we've just done. Um, Probably sick of hearing me talk about Paul Walker at this point for the last <laughs> two months. But here we are again talking about more Paul Walker. Uh, he has kind of a smaller role, though, because he is the star quarterback. Is he called Lance? Lance Harbour. Of course he's called... Of course he's called Lance, because Texas. Um, <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of stereotyping, I feel like. I may offend... I shouldn't offend Texan. I have people in Texas that I and that I like very, very much. Yes. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paul Walker is the star quarterback who uh, has a messed up knee, or a messed up, like, yeah, knee. I think it's his knee ligaments. And the coach, who is John Voigt, who everybody hates because, well, just because it's, you know, John Voigt, so he's not the nicest of actual human beings. But also, as a coach, uh, pretty terrible. And... uh, We'll get on to we'll get on to that I'm sure, but he keeps uh, because Lance is such a good quarterback he keeps sort of uh, masking over his injuries and putting him uh, back in games when he's not a hundred percent fit and it you know it it doesn't go very well for 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 Lance because of that yeah well same with Billy Bob <clears throat> another character yeah he's like. He has like some head issues and he got hit and has kind of a head injury. And he's like, I don't think I should play. I don't feel 100%. And just like Lance, the coach puts him in. And when he's supposed to be defending Lance, he passes out. And so Lance gets tackled and thus destroying his already very sensitive knee and taking him out. Yeah, so the the, the movie is basically... The team versus the coach. Yes, and just how he kind of beats them down and forces them to do things just for his own kind of personal gain. And yeah, he doesn't really care about any of them. So I'm interested to know what is it about this movie that either made you want uh, me to see it or that you particularly enjoy about this, about Varsity Blues? Well, the first unofficial Morgan hasn't seen was Remember the Titans. You had said you'd never seen that yes. movie. You said you kind of had this like preconceived notion of like American football movies um, that you were really... Yeah, I thought, I thought they were like Varsity Blues, basically, <laughs> is what you're telling me. Yeah. yeah, so you just seemed like you didn't really have an interest, so I made you watch it, and then a bit after that, you saw Rudy, and you kind of developed mm-hmm. an interest in American sports films, so... Um, well, I've always, I've always liked American sports films. I mean, to be honest, most sports films are... Uh, either football movies, basketball movies, baseball movies. But you hadn't seen very many um, American football movies, had you? At that time? Well, I suppose boxing movies. Uh, no, no, I hadn't. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of sports, but I feel like those three make the most are the most frequently used sports in sports movies, maybe apart from boxing. Um, I suppose you get some golf movies as well and stuff like that. You get a few pool movies. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. I stuff. always like I, I always like a nice pool movie. And the Hustlers, the Hustlers, just a great movie. Hashtag Janine Sorry. hasn't seen. <clears throat> yeah, well, Janine might have not seen the Hustler, but it is a great movie. No, I have and seen it actually. Well, why are you lying to me, Janine? <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, thinking of its uh, sequel. 
Color, oh, Color of Money. Uh, no, no, I haven't seen The Color of Money either. For one reason and one reason only. Oh my gosh, okay. Well, we will break you of that habit. The Color of Money is a Martin Scorsese movie. The Color of Money is a sequel to The Hustler. The Color of Money is a pool movie. But Starring you haven't seen Paul it Newman because you don't Fast like Eddie, Tom Cruise. But I, exactly. Well, that's a personal problem. I have my principles, <laughs> Okay, Janine. well, I'm going to make you watch a lot of Tom Cruise movies somewhere down the line <laughs> on this show. There's a whole nice series that everybody loves that you need to watch. So that's going to happen. So deal with it. <sighs> that that's what you that said that's the noise you made for fast and furious and you came out loving that series so shut up at least i <laughs> at least I, I i recognized fast and furious would be somewhat fun beforehand did i not did i not recognize that fast and that i would enjoy I the entertainment okay. of well, fast and we furious. digress we digress i'm gonna make you watch some tom cruise movies somewhere down the line so just deal with it now anyway reasons Fine. why i made you watch this movie well not only is it yes. heavily referenced in our bonus film not another teen movie so i wanted you to get the references there um but yeah i thought you would appreciate a movie a football movie as the first movie that I kind of forced you to watch <laughs> when we actually met mm-hmm. was a football movie. And I mean, yeah. I was a huge fan of James Vanderbeek just because I was obsessed with Dawson's Creek. So when this movie came out, I was like all about it. And I just loved the build of it and kind of um, how it all comes together at the end. Um, and yeah, I think it's a well-made, well-put-together film. Um so, it really is. Yeah, I mean, it's you know we're we're putting it in a we're putting it in a teen movie category, and you know people can have preconceptions about uh, the genre of teen movies that are being you know cheese ball and being silly and party 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 you know, and all, you know party and overly soap opery and whatever whatever. And you get a lot of that. This is, but they inject it with some a, a semblance of reality and exactly some kind of. This is a sports serious, drama. Yeah, some kind of serious issues and things like that. So that's what I always appreciated about this film. This is a legit sports drama, and it's safe to say that I absolutely loved watching this movie. Yay! Now that's for a number of reasons. One, because I do like sports movies in general. Like I, I maybe haven't seen so many compared to some people, but I always like them. They they have a certain formula to them, um, but I particularly like it when, uh, like we like we had him bring it on, where the team doesn't win but they win the day. Yes. Uh, however, that's not the case in, in, in Varsity Blues because it's kind of very much the good people win and the bad coach loses yes. and we never hear from him again. Yes. <laughs> which is which is good because I, I wouldn't have liked any reconciliation with John Voight because... Like the, he, there was no, there's no redemptive qualities there to even be like, no. okay, he, he'll come there back, isn't. he'll like admit to his faults and whatever. No, you don't even want any of that. So you kind to, of, you get rewarded, you get rewarded in this movie, I feel like, with the kind of yeah. climax of it. So I like to be fair to John like Voight that. as well. To be fair to John Voight, he plays that horrible coach really well. He does. Like, really, you do not like him at all. No. At any point during this movie, he is the worst person Like, when he's trying to be, like, nice to get what he wants, it's completely obvious. It's so obvious. And the thing is, I I have some experience in, uh, you know, youth sports. Mainly, obviously, my version of football, which I always have to clarify because <laughs> Americans I hate are fact silly that, Americans. I hate the fact that I have to clarify it, but at this point, maybe just people realize what I'm talking about. But I always fear that they don't realize what okay. I'm talking about and think I played this version of football. 
And no, I did not play. Uh, Listen know, to American his accent. Football. He obviously did not play American football. <laughs> well, there is American football leagues in this country. So. But how, how popular are they? Getting more popular. But when you were playing youth sports, how popular were they? Absolutely unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> you either played football or rugby. Yeah. That was it. Um, but no, so I, I have like experience with that and I'm, you know, involved with like local uh, non-league football. And so I I am well familiar with uh, coaches and uh, some parent, you know, parents of like uh, of these like trophy kids that really live vicariously through their children. So I always like movies about that, where the parents trying to push the kid so far, <laughs> and the kid just doesn't want to do it, and but have, they're doing it for their parent. Have you and seen then, the oh, kids? Have you seen those kids yell in their parents' face? I don't want your life. <laughs> Yes, yes, I have. Um, which, yeah. By the way, I don't want your life. What a, what a, what a good quote. I mean, that was. I, th- I think I remember that being like in like a lot of the promotional material, and so that kind of just became like. If there were memes, is, that was the thing. Yeah. Oh, that is. <laughs> if there's for sure anything the, the anyone remembers moment. about Varsity Blues, it's my hero Foo Fighters song and. I don't want yeah. your life. <laughs> I mean, we make fun of I don't want your life. Um, but it's actually kind of legit. Yeah. And that's why I like it. Because, like I said before, when it comes to, uh, you know, movies about parents pushing their kids so far and so far and so far. And to be honest, there's a little bit of that in this movie with... Uh, well, that's where that kind of scene comes from. It's uh, Moxie's dad, um, you know, pushing him to do a, a, this certain thing and stay in the town, uh, whatever he was doing, coaching football, whatever he was doing. Um, but that's where that comes from, the whole I, I don't what want your life. life. But I do, I, but yeah, I always like movies... Uh, where there's some sort of uh, drama between the parent and the, and the kid when the kid doesn't really want to do the sport, but their their parent didn't get Thanks. as far in that sport as so they, they wanted want to. They want to live through so, them, yeah. So they want to live through them, and it all blows up, and then in the end, uh, the you know everybody realizes I should just let you live your own life, yes. and it's all nice at the end. Now that now this movie doesn't end like that <laughs> with the coach because this is obviously the coach is the in this sense who <laughs> is and you know I've seen this in uh my experience too where, where you know especially with uh like kids like 12 year olds 11 year olds and stuff like that where the coach is very much like shouty 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 yeah well like billy bob when he has his whole breakdown with the coach and he you know the coach is constantly blaming him for lance and saying it's your fault you weren't there for him you know he freaking fainted like he passed out because the coach made him play in the first place but yet the coach is blaming him for losing his star quarterback so it like takes a toll on billy bob to where you know he's like shooting all his like peewee football trophies and just kind of talking about the memories and he's talking to mox and mox is like oh yeah when we played peewee football it was fun and he's like no it wasn't fun i remember getting yelled at all the time and yeah so it's kind of exactly what you're describing yeah and you know that's a, a problem that you know hopefully uh lessens and goes away uh, but it is it it is a problem at that sort of level of sports when it comes to you know kids or younger people. Um, but I, so I I always really enjoy movies like that because 
I have some sort of identifiable quality there. There's there's some sort of there's something there for me to say. I recognize yeah. that, and it's so grounds like it a little bit in reality. So it's not so uh, absolutely so like vapid, fake kind of teenage life. There's actually some like no real stuff there. And as you know, as enjoyable as Bring It On was, I have no possible way of relating to that. With, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, with bring it on. What? You don't um, um, put the itch in bitch. <laughs> I mean, like I said last week, cheerleaders aren't really a thing here. Uh, neither is, you know, school sports. Um, it's very much, you know, outside sport clubs and sports teams like schools and i to be honest i love the way uh sports in the u.s are i really really love the way it's uh all put together and the fact that the schools matter so much the colleges matter so much and that's what makes you into a professional um i really love that because it really promotes you know youth the you know youth uh, getting into sport and yeah. i love that that's really and cool. that's it's less so like that here because we have to go outside to find places to do that wow i never yeah, thought about places that. to do that it's not it's not in the schools there's stuff in the schools but it's basically just like school my, like my high school football i i didn't play on my high school football team uh, I had an outside club that I played youth football with. But some people obviously play for their high school football team. But when when you might think of high school football, you're thinking of Varsity Blues. Yeah. Or when you think of high school sports, you're thinking of Varsity Blues. There's a crowd. There's a stadium. It's all very professionally looking. No, this was, you know, 22 people kicking a ball around on the field. <laughs> With a ref, with a referee that was one of the coaches wearing a pair of Wellington boots, and a whistle. <laughs> that was, and the field was overgrown. There was no lines. Oh my god! And there gosh. was just, yeah, messed up nets at either end. Oh That's high school football in this country. I never thought about that. But yeah, the stuff outside the organised sports teams that are you know actual you know not not Legit, affiliated yeah. that they're, they're independent things are run somewhat like uh something like this although there's hardly any money involved in it as opposed to uh, the u.s so i that's a, another reason i always like watching american uh, teen sports movies is because i get to see the great sports infrastructure <laughs> of uh, teenager, uh, teenage sports in in the U.S. So I love wow, that. Wow, that's really nice. I never thought about that. I like that you are, have that capability to appreciate something like that that we don't really think about or kind of I guess take for granted because it's just how it is here. So wow, I really I really like that, Morgan. I'm glad you can get some appreciation out of something like that. Yeah, it's why like. As weird as it sounds, when I, when I have, when I have visited and continue to visit the U.S., I always love going to any sort of sports stadium setup. No matter if it's like a, it can be a high school, it can be a high school baseball stadium, right? But I love that because you would never get anything that looks like that here at that level. <laughs> It wouldn't even exist. That's crazy. And, you know, there's stuff that are, are much higher level. There is, I think, it's why college sports also fascinates me because of how huge, huge. it is oh, and yeah. how much it matters. Because that is also, while college sports matters a little bit more in this country than stuff like in, in the school it's still, you're looking at it as kicking a ball around on a field. Yeah. 
um, where there's nobody caring about it. That Whereas this is like televised and fully funded and like... Yeah, yeah. it's insane. It's insane to me and I love it. Um, so that that's why it always fascinates me. So that's why I love going to any sort of sports setup when I'm in the US. Even though whoever I might be with visiting this place, if they live there, might be like, this is just a random, you know, football stadium. Yeah. In some, this is a, you know, this might be to them a terrible looking football <laughs> stadium in some sort of terrible part of town at some <laughs> terrible high school but it's still better than some professional s soccer stadiums in this country aye, aye, aye. Oh, i'm glad you can appreciate that and now i'm even more glad that i picked this movie well, yeah, I mean, I didn't go. I didn't mean to go on about a tangent about the differences between sports setups in, in the countries. But I always find it interesting, and that's why I feel like I like watching movies, uh, like this. Not, and, and I mean the the story of this movie as well is really interesting. Like I said, because of the idea that it's the team versus the coach, and it's all about you know trusting. Uh, trusting the players to that they know what they know and they know how to play this game but he doesn't trust that and he just wants to kind of do things his way and it's just all about power and control and not really I, about anything else yeah uh is it bud kilmer is his name yes. john white bud yeah kilmer. so he's on he's only concerned about his own personal win record yes um he is not concerned about the well-being of his players or the the actual happiness of the team and that for me is a, a problem and it's a, obviously a problem for the rest of the team as well um which is why you essentially see them rebel against him at the end of the movie yes and it's very satisfying to watch because John Voight nearly strangles James Vanderbeek which is intense. I mean, if John Voight was strangling me, I would be afraid because I would believe that he would want to actually do that. Right, and you're, like, in a school, like, for him to just unleash that, that and, yeah, you are not, they would you are not an okay prison. person. Yeah. <clears throat> Seriously, Speaking that of the faculty speaking. in this school. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. There is other stuff going on in this movie besides the the football, of course. So we get a very uh, Janine, interesting. Please. We get a very interesting scene with uh, Miss Davis, the uh, sex education teacher, where yeah. she asks for different names for a uh, male erection, and James <laughs> Vanderbeek's Mock's character proceeds to go off with plenty of examples of. Words for Some erection. that I'd personally never heard of. Like, and then, like, what was, I don't know what the point was of that scene was. Like, I guess just supposed to be funny. Exactly. Um, yeah. Probably to throw a little bit of comedy in there. Yeah, so he proceeds to go on, like, a minute-long kind of, like, um, yeah. talk of different... Minute-long words to call um an erection so that was fun and you know miss davis seems a little like oh my gosh and then <laughs> the boys decide to go out to take lance out you know he's can't play anymore he's you know his legs all messed up so they, they decide to take him out to a strip club to celebrate because as they're the star football team no one in the town really cares and lets them do whatever they want because you know, this is even though the seventeen yes. and eighteen. It's a small town, so when football's doing good, like the football players are like the celebrities of the town. So they kind of yeah. just you know, they give them beer, they let them do kind of whatever they want. Yeah. The cops don't really get them in trouble. So they let them in the strip club. They're watching this show. And a uh, stripper comes out to do her act and she's, you know, dressed like a teacher and she's got a little chalkboard and she's 
dancing a hot for teacher and she turns around and it's mrs davis the <laughs> sex ed teacher and they're just like what yeah so that was pretty funny <laughs> like the look on her face when she sees all her students right there and she's like completely topless yeah <laughs> it is it is very funny it's particularly funny just because of the really quick delivery of the line. Oh my God, it's Missy Davis. <laughs> and they just start <laughs> laughing and she just looks so embarrassed. And then she just like is true professional, just continues on with the routine. And then she goes and hangs out with them after and just asks them, yeah. please don't tell anybody. <laughs> like, but I, I really, I really like that. She's just like, nah, screw it. I'm going to carry on. Yeah. And then afterwards, yeah, just hangs out with them and be all just talking to them normally. I like that. And they do kind of hint at it a little bit. I mean, not only is she a sex ed teacher, but they also kind of allude to it. Like when she's driving away in like her nice like Mustang or whatever. And Mog Mm -hmm. says, that's a really nice car for a teacher. (laughs) And then later you see why she can afford such a nice car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's definitely sort of... So just the, one the, of the, the little, little breaks of comedy. of comedy relief. Twitter. Twitter. Twitter he also... also brings a lot of comedy relief. So, I mean... He I, does. Yes, he's great. Particularly in the party scenes when he... He's kind of a... He's kind of the... Uh, the the big, loutish, drunk one. Yes. Um, Scott Kahn is his tweeter and he is funny he's kind of the he he's the comedic one of the of the band of players um although we haven't talked much about my actual favorite uh character in the movie that's billy bob billy bob was your favorite really billy bob was my favorite character because of his uh story okay is the fact that he you know, he does his job in the team so well that he ends up seriously injuring his head. Um, but he, you know, he carries on through fear of the coach. And you get that whole big emotional scene with him, like you mentioned before, where he's shooting his old uh, trophies because he's remembering that his footballing career has actually been filled with just shouts and emotional turmoil. Yes. And yeah, like the way Kilmer just goes after him and knows that he can get to him like that. Like Billy Bob is a big burly guy and to see the coach just like call him a big fat fucking baby and just pick on him and tell him it's all his fault. And you know, Lance got hurt and he lost his star quarterback all because of him and Uh, It's just really hard to, like, see him get treated that way. So, like, that's what builds the tension to kind of all get released in this big climax. Um, So that's another reason why I really love this movie. Just because, yeah, like, you get all that buildup. You get, they make you hate this guy so much so that when he gets his comeuppance, like, and everything kind of goes great at the end, it feels really rewarding. Absolutely. And I mean, the big, obviously that big emotional scene with Billy Bob, that's acted really well. Yeah. This this is not, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a teen movie, but this is not teen movie acting in this movie. This is sports drama acting. Yeah. This is legit. Uh, I, I was surprised at how, um, I don't know, how sort of not cheesy this movie was yeah it could have gone very cheesy i mean i mean there are some things you know like i don't want your life but (laughs) sure sure there are but there's some Um, real genuine emotion and like conveying of serious issues and they're delivered really well and displayed really well i think yeah but but yeah scenes like that uh emotional billy bob scene really uh you know really is an example of 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 that actual 
quality drama that's in there. Yeah. Something else and I also go ahead, sorry. No, please no, I I I I'd finish. Okay. Um well, something else I also really appreciated was uh the Wendell character. Like he's like the one like yeah. black dude on the team and you know, me always kind of looking for representation in things. And yeah, like he has a whole kind of monologue where he's talking to Mox and Mox doesn't really understand like how he's been kind of abused and undervalued in the team. And Kilmer just kind of only uses him for certain things just to kind of get things done. And he never gives him a moment to really shine. And like Kilmer's not going to step up for him and get him recruited by college. So, you know, his mom is the one who's like stepping up and trying to get him into colleges because no one's going to have his back because he's just, you know, he calls himself Kilmer's black workhorse because that's how he feels like he's been treated. And for Mox to kind of not even realize this has been happening. So I appreciated that they gave him that moment to kind of vent and have Mox and realize, oh, wow, like this is really fucked up. I'm, you know, the quarterback. I'm going to do what I can to help you and get you seen and, you know, make things happen for you because you're great. And Kilmer's not getting it done. He's just kind of using and abusing you. So I liked that they gave yeah. him that kind of moment to give Moxon a wake up call and kind of get his moment. Absolutely. And, you know, because surprise, surprise, John Voight's also a racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a surprise to absolutely Shocker. nobody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I no, I uh, I like I like that as well. That's again, that is another example of legit emotional drama that's true to life. In that happens in this movie. Yeah, because like it's like it's not something they gave a lot of time to, but they could have easily given no time to it and just kind of focused on Moxon and Billy Bob and their kind of core serious things and the coach stuff. But they took a minute to kind of address that. And I really appreciated that. I mean, because I mean, at that time, there wasn't a lot of stuff like that or moments like that to kind of highlight characters of color. So, I mean, even though it was something small, I appreciated that they kind of addressed that and made a point to give it its own moment. Absolutely. And obviously they do pay it off as well. So let's talk about that last sort of uh, climactic uh, moment after John Voight has decided to strangle James Vanderbink. Because it kind of builds Um, up because Wendell actually hurts his knee. And so they're about to kind of give him the injections and mask his knee pain. Yeah. Like they did with Lance. And Lance, you know, kind of steps up and says, don't do it. And like Billy Bob's like, don't do it. Mox is don't do it. But, you know, Kilmer's trying to close the door and tell him, you know, and he's really not wanting to do it. And so once Moxon says, hey, if you try to inject his knee, I am out. And then Tweeter's like, I'm out. And all of them decide, yeah, if you're going to do this to Wendell, we're all going to quit. And Kilmer, of course, is not happy with that. And that's when the kind of a whole attack yeah. happens. And then he tries to kind of recover and get them to go out with him and rally, try to rally them. But they're done with him at that point. So then it's yeah. up to Mox to give an epic, <laughs> albeit cliche, <laughs> yes, very cliche, Speech. but you'd be upset if it <laughs> didn't you'd happen. You'd be upset if it wasn't a bit so, cliche. So, what did you think of Mox's speech? Did it get you pumped? <laughs> did it make you want to be, be honest, a hero? I mean, of course it made me want to be a hero. <laughs> uh, let's go out there. Let's be heroes. Let's be heroes. <laughs> um, yeah, surprisingly, uh, again, surprisingly legit. Yeah, um, it could have come. It was a little bit cliche and cheeseball, sure. But I actually, but you got a little pumped. You got a little yes. And then they play the Foo Fighters song, and you hear the drums, and it's like yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like I remember seeing that in the theater, and like, oh my gosh, they're gonna kick some ass, yeah. (laughs) And again, I I just really love this, you know, standing up to the. terrible coach yes. and the team banding together and doing their own to thing. do that and doing their own thing and it paying off and lance and they, 
yeah and lance getting out there and getting to be like the coach to fill in because you know yeah yeah i loved that lance is coaching them uh mox gives wendell his play that they've been talking about um and obviously wendell's really sort of thankful about that tweeter gets a moment this is the big game yeah this is the championship game tweeter gets a moment and then of course the 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 winning play the hook and ladder is the hook and ladder which is something you uh, see them kind of trying to do and work through throughout the movie and it always fails and then and like, Kilmer does not like that no, play. He does not. So then to have that be kind of the winning play was great kind yeah. of to kind of come full circle with that whole moment. Because you kind of forgot yeah, about seven. it. And then when it comes back, you're like, oh, they're going to oh, do yeah. the thing where Billy Bob has to be the one to catch it and then like tackle everyone yeah. in his way and get to the goal. Yeah. Because no one's expecting that. No, because I kind of had forgotten about, oh, yeah, that thing that they were practicing and Billy Bob couldn't catch the ball and kept falling on his face and fumbling <laughs> the ball. Like, Tweeter is literally, like, gently tossing it to him and he can't catch it. <laughs> yeah. But when it when it matters with seven seconds left on the clock yes. in the championship game. And it's game, slow-mo Billy and Billy Bob's tackling. He's got three guys on him and he makes it. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps charging <laughs> and he gets there and everybody starts celebrating. And I I just like that. It's a very, very satisfying ending. Yes. It's this this is an example where if the team hadn't won they wouldn't have won the day no because it was all about doing it their way it was all about the the team banding together to do it their way um that the that they know themselves better than the coach did yes and support each other very much the case and support each other the way he never really supported them Exactly. So it's really nice to see everybody get their moment, their little moment to shy. Mox is now the championship winning quarterback. Wendell makes his play. Billy Bob is the winning play after throughout the whole movie. He's getting been the beat one down. Yeah. getting beat down because, quote unquote, he injured Lance. Yes, Lance, Lance is their coaching, like you said. Finds his calling and, as a coach, uh, which they say in the little ending voiceover yeah i love that as well i always love that there's a when the end of that happened did that happen no that happened at the end of uh can't hardly wait which you told me to also watch yes which i did watch that happened at the end of of can't hardly wait they which was the uh, text showing what happened to everyone text. <laughs> i always love it in teen <laughs> movies when that happens so much but in this one yeah it, it was voiceover yeah. it was lance lance found his calling as a football coach as a football coach which is you know the correct thing to do for a, a great player who's riddled with injuries <laughs> yes and Moxon um, still goes to Brown College like he wanted, but he had his moment. Yeah. He had his time to be a hero and do something big with will... this whole football thing. And now he can kind of go on with his life and do what he wanted to do and not be stuck in that little town. Um, but this movie, you know while it's... Got? <laughs> what? Mox got his own life. He did. Because he, he didn't, didn't want, want life. his life. He got his own life. <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, now that was too monotone. I don't know. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Maybe you can, we can close out with it. Um, but yeah, while this Ooh. movie was very testosterone heavy, there were a couple females in there. So um, what did you think oh, of the yeah. female characters in this movie? The, Aside uh, from the teacher. <laughs> Aside from the stripper yeah, teacher. The teacher. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a touch of romance to this movie. It's not the main focus. No. Uh, in the slightest. Um, I, actually, I actually did like um, Moxie's girlfriend. girlfriend. Like his, Amy yeah. Smart. 
I did like her. She, she was, uh, she was nice. Yeah, Amy Smart. It was Amy Smart. Yes. Like I she just wasn't like it was Amy Smart. She wasn't like <laughs> trying to be the hot girl. She was just kind of like regular, everyday kind of. You know, they didn't do no, anything yeah, she... to make her like you know crop tops and try to make her because they had a girl no. like that in this movie. But she, <laughs> yeah, but she was nice. She was supportive. She was. Yeah. And I like that they had her they had her call him on his bullshit. Like he's doing an interview and Mm. he's like kind of referring to himself as like I'm just one man and like (laughs) I just like to thank God. I wanna thank God. Like she's like, What is wrong with you? This is going to your head. Like you are such a whiner. Like I love that she would call him out on all his bullshit. Yeah. Like and then we also get Lance's girlfriend, um played by Allie Larder. Lance's yes. quote unquote girlfriend, girlfriend. also Until... known as the girlfriend of the star quarterback yes so once Lance gets hurt and Mock steps up to be the quarterback she kind of just drops Lance and tries to go after Mox and you kind yeah. of think wow this bitch is like a hoe and <laughs> she doesn't care about anybody but then they actually and you get the famed whipped cream bikini which you will see a very fun version of in not another teen movie Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. The whip, whip, whipped cream bikini. I mean, I have questions about the whipped cream bikini because this is Texas. I mean, I'm sure all Texas. these places have central air, central cooling. So I don't think it would have been that cold enough for that whipped cream not to just start dripping all over the place. Well, and that's probably it was probably shaving cream in real life. But anyway, well, whatever. <laughs> Whatever it was, it would have ended up in places <laughs> unnecessarily. But nobody and, wants that. You know, that. she even had the little cherries and everything. I don't know how those stayed where they were supposed to stay. I, exactly. Uh, last time There's I checked, questions boobs don't asked. work like that. But okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so she tries to like come on to Mox. And then you think, wow, she's like just a big hoe who just really doesn't give a shit. But then, you know... Mox turns her down because obviously he has a girlfriend and while he's very tempted, he kind of tries not to make her feel bad about it. And then she kind of reveals like breaks down and reveals that, you know, she's just trying to get out of this town. She wants to do more with her life and she doesn't want to be stuck there. And she feels like, you know, since she can't get out with Lance because, you know, he's hurt, he's probably just going to want to stay and coach football and stay in the town. She wants to latch on to Mox, who obviously has a future of leaving the town. So it's, yes, it's kind of selfish, but I liked that they at least showed some vulnerability and gave her a reason for yeah. doing that. So she wasn't just kind of being some like slutty hoe. She actually <laughs> had her reasons yeah. and, you know, cause she just needs to get out of this town. And I like that she had a nice it's... moment with Mox and he kind of talked her through it and he was just kind of a friend to her at that moment. And she, you know, so then of course the next day when she sees him at school, she appreciates that they had that nice heart to heart and, yeah, so they kind of gave her a little bit more unexpected depth because I don't think you were you were probably weren't expecting her to like be more than just like some girl who's like hooking it up no. with everybody. Exactly because, and this you know this is just another example. We've had three big examples now of this movie being legit teen drama, not you know cheesy teen movie. Yeah, which is exactly why this movie which is exactly why i enjoyed this movie so much and exactly why this i thought you know this movie need is such a a really well done and put together film um because it has that because yeah in standard circumstances she's there to do nothing but wear that whipped cream bikini. Yes, but they actually kind of gave her her reasons, her motives, like she's kind of looking out for herself. And yeah, that's a bit selfish, but you can kind of see that she's a vulnerable person. She actually does kind of care about things. Yeah. And the way she kind of interacts with Mox in that moment when he turns her down, like you see that she's actually kind of a real person with feelings and she's not just completely vapid and like, you know. The characters, the characters in this movie are not, you know, standard two-dimensional teen movie stereotypes. Yeah. 
And yeah, that's that's what makes this movie really stand out, is the fact that all the characters, maybe apart from Kilmer, who is kind of a two-dimensional villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all the all the teenagers, all the high school high schoolers, very much are complicated characters, true to life characters, and they are uh, real feeling characters. And sure, while there's a a bit of over dramatization and some sort of cliche towards the end, which yeah, you'd be upset if it wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, it certainly doesn't take away from the no, but this kind real of real feeling complexities of of the actual characters. Yeah. Like this kind of movie needs moments like that, and I mean, in the end, it is still a teen movie, so you got to have some of those silly kind of stereotypical sure elements in there. But they did inject a lot of kind of realism and serious issues and some depth of character that maybe you weren't expecting. And so you can kind of really appreciate that. Isn't there, isn't there even like a, the voiceover, um, that's kind of like, uh, after, I think it's after the celebration, um, when Mox is doing the voiceover and he sort of looks at everybody's stereotype. I remember one line being Twitter drank some beer because Twitter drank beers. Yeah. Billy Bob cried because Billy Bob Billy cries. Bob cried because that's what he does. And Twitter there drink. is that element to it. Everybody everybody has their own yeah. thing. But I suppose that's in real life as well. Everybody has their own thing, but there's also a lot more emotionally going on. Yeah. And to be fair to Tweeter, he's kind of like the least emotionally. Yeah, but even in that... kind of just wants to party and play football. But even in that moment, like, when Mox threatens to quit if they, like, inject Wendell's leg, Kilmer says, okay, we don't need you. Tweeter, you're going to be the quarterback. Yeah. And Tweeter's like, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. Yeah. So, like, there you just... It's with just a little bit, at least you get him kind of actually knowing when to pick his moments and actually give him some integrity in a moment. So I liked that at least, but yeah, like for the most part, he's yeah. kind of comic relief. But then when the moment called for it, they did give him some integrity. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, I really liked that as well. It uh, it reminded me a little bit, even though it's not the same really at all. It reminded me a little bit of the uh, sort of towards the ending of Rudy. Which we were, which we mentioned before, when the team, uh, you know, all lays their jerseys down in in the coach's office and says for Rudy, yeah. basically, basically saying, you know, we're not gonna play unless you put Rudy in the team. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to that. It's a case of we're not gonna play if you do what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so I I, re- I really like that. Um, although. Not as uh, emotional as the end of Rudy, I don't think. I think I actually shed a tear at the end of Rudy. No tears for Varsity um, Blues. Just because the guy's got so much heart. <laughs> he's got so much heart and he makes the tackle and he's only like five foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sh- a little Sean Astin. Yeah, he's so adorable. Uh, and it's been his dream for the, his whole life. and Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's that movie that's not that is not uh yeah that is not this movie no tears shed but still some very deep emotion i think yeah and like i said i really really loved this movie i will go back and watch this movie all the damn time what Uh, okay this no like seriously i i wasn't expecting any of these teen movies that we're doing or have done to be like um because i i like some teen movies for sure and some coming of age movies and stuff like that i wasn't expecting one of them to be very high on my favorite list in that genre this one now is yeah good good probably because it probably because it's got the sports element to it yeah 
Um, but I suppose you could put it in either. You could put it as a, a teen drama or, or a sports movie. And to be honest, it's pretty high on both of my lists of those now. So, yeah. I, re- I really did like this movie. and there wasn't, there wasn't really anything that I didn't like because all the cheesy stuff was complemented with true-to-life stuff. Yes, there was a good balance. And it, it was a really good balance, and it just it just worked really well. Well, you're, you're welcome, Morgan. You're welcome. Well, thank you very much, Janine, <laughs> for forcing me to watch Varsity Blues. I don't know that you'll feel the same about our next pick, but... Well, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what... Our next movie is so. what the movie we're doing next week. So we'll save the fun for the end of the series. Okay. So we'll still stick with a little bit of drama drama and go okay. with Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions, which stars Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Gellar, Ryan yes. Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, who were either dating or just married at that time. I think they were maybe like okay. seriously dating at the time. Okay. So uh, not a sports movie? No. But a teen drama? Teen drama. A teen romance drama? Yes. Not a teen sports drama? No, no, no. No sports. So, so far <laughs> we've had a, so far we've had a teen sports comedy and a teen sports drama we are not doing sports any longer. No, we are not. We are now in uh, teen romance drama. It's probably going to be the soapiest one, isn't it? Yes, it's very soapy. <laughs> Which I do believe it's based okay. on a book or something. So I don't know. Okay. Well, there you go. That is what we'll be doing next week. Or oh, Morgan has it seen Cruel Intentions... Will I enjoy it anywhere near as much as I enjoyed Varsity Blues? Probably not, but hey, it's also very heavily referenced in Not Another Teen Movie. So there you go, and that is why we're doing. <laughs> that is why we are we are doing uh, these particular movies. We will have one more movie after Cruel Intentions before we do our bonus episode on Not another teen movie but uh i'm getting more and more excited for not another teen movie because i mean i actually kind of really like the first scary movie yes i think Um, not another teen movie is one of the better done spoofs out there and i mean it's got chris evans and he's so good it does have chris (laughs) it does have chris evans in which helps significantly and the way that it spoofs like you know all the because like teen movies are littered with cliches so it's rife like yeah. perfect for a spoof so like all the things that you're gonna see in these movies how you see them replicated like even they take 80s movies they take like you know the 16 candles the pretty and pinks yeah the breakfast club <laughs> all Which of that i have seen because <laughs> yes. when it comes to 80s teen movies i'm very familiar yeah it was it was this era that we're doing right now that i was not at all familiar with but and like i said that's why i really like the first scary movie is because obviously i'm very familiar with all the stuff yeah that's being spoofed in there so i will get um, you familiar with all the stuff that's being spoofed in here and you actually kind of see some characters like actors who appear in other teen movies like appear in yeah, another I mean, teen movie you get like the little brother from bring it on you get billy bob from this movie billy bob's back <laughs> yes playing like the same character, Reggie Ray. <laughs> Billy Bob's back. I am. I'm very yeah. happy about that. So I mean, Truly you get kind of all character. those same beats of characters. So it's gonna be really fun, I think. Well, there we go. And we didn't talk about That's, Bacon. Uh, <laughs> bacon, Billy Bob's pig yes. that he takes everywhere. Shout out to Bacon. <laughs> Shout out to to Bacon because you know. It's Texas, and in Texas, people carry their pet pigs. Yes. Do they? I don't know. Am I stereotyping again? Sorry, Texas. (laughs) Texas is a very easy place to stereotype. It's like France or Britain or, you know, Russia. Very easily stereotypable. Yeah. Hats and guns and... 
To be fair, there is there is hats in this movie. Tweeter wears a Tweeter wears a, a cowboy hat. He does. Billy Bob shoots his uh, trophies. Yeah. And carries a pig. And everybody speaks in a really strong accent that clearly hardly any of them actually speak with. No. They don't. Uh, especially James Vanderbeek. Because I don't want your life, so, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, football, of course, football is big in Texas. It's, the, you know, the biggest of the four sports in Texas, right? Yeah, I, I feel so. like there's a little, obviously there's there's three NBA teams in Texas, but I still don't think it's as big as football is in Texas. Um, I don't think baseball's huge in Texas. I mean, they have the, they have, they have some, they have the Rangers uh, and the Astros, obviously, but um, I still think football probably holds the title of the title. Yes. In Texas, although I don't know, maybe any Texans listening, is football your biggest sport, or is it is it one of the, uh, is it one of the others? Maybe you like golf, <laughs> but I feel like golf courses in Texas are just desert. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe that's more Arizona. Maybe New Mexico. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do know the geography. Of the southern, western states of the U.S. Guys, that is it for another episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. We've been talking Varsity Blues. Janine, what have you got going on? Where can people find you? Uh, Yay. You can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out my Patreon at JanineLC on Patreon.com. Uh, I have a tea shop, uh, G9 Design on Tea Public. Get yourself some uh, Morgan Hasn't Seen merch if you want. Um, you can check out my articles, Machine Mondays, every Monday on TriviaSD.com. And, yeah, you can see me being Janine the Machine on the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Uh, check out the channel, Movie Trivia Schmodown, on uh, YouTube and like and subscribe and do all the things. Will you be doing an entrance where you dress up as Mox? No. <laughs> Why? You could come out to the Foo Fighters song Hero could. and shout, I don't want your life. I could. Into the microphone. I could. Or in your opponent's face. I could. I'll, I'll hold that on reserve. For, um... However, it would... It would uh, you would have to pick the correct opponent to shout, I don't want your life, to make it the funniest it could possibly be. <laughs> I'll think Let's about that. Think. I'll think about that. Let's have a nice think who the funniest Schmodown competitor to shout that <laughs> I don't to want would be. your life. Tweet at us. Tell us who would be the funniest Schmodown competitor to shout, I don't want your life at. Yes, do it. Please. Let us know. I do actually Guys, have a yo, you do. I do actually have a Schmodown entrance plan for another movie in this series. So once we get to that, um, I will maybe oh, I will maybe discuss that. So we'll see. Oh well, there you go. There you go. Tease, all the teas. We like <laughs> the teas. Guys, you can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Um, use the hashtags. Morgan hasn't seen, and hashtag It's a Wonderful One. Of course, this show is found on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. That is why you have to go to It's a Wonderful One on Twitter and not Morgan hasn't seen on Twitter because it's a part of a system of things. There's two shows. It makes sense, right? Does it make sense, Janine? I think it, it makes, makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I don't know why so many people are confused that there's more than one show <laughs> under the banner of It's a Wonderful Podcast. I'm not confused. I promise. I am a little bit confused. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at the Purple Don with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at just the Purple Don. 
Find the show on Apple Podcasts where you can leave your rate and reviews and get us up on the listings and such there because that helps a lot and we'll be ever thankful for you for doing that. But we are also on Spotify, on Podbean, CastBox, Google Podcasts and a bunch of others where you can find your podcast. Um, and yeah, actually legitimately tweeted us. And let us know which Schmodown competitor you would like to hear Janine <laughs> shout, I don't want your life at the most. I think that's a fun thing. I think that's a, that's a very uh, fun thing to do. That is it for, for my plugs. Of course, check out It's a Wonderful Podcast. Janine was on the last episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Um which he is also frequently on and we talked about ooh, a very special movie and yes yes all the yes uh, for that one but check out it's a wonderful podcast every friday this show every wednesday and that's gonna do it until next week with where we have cruel intentions about what movie we're doing that wasn't a very good no, no, outro no, at all it's was a, it it's okay. We have intentions that are potentially <laughs> nasty. I think the movie would be better if it was called Nasty, nasty Intentions. intentions. Yeah. I because I prefer the word nasty to the word <laughs> cruel. Oh, goodness. I think that's a wonderful okay. place to end the show. Yeah, that's... That, <laughs> That's a great place to end the show. Until next week, guys. Let's do it, Janine. We're going to end right correctly. We're going to end gonna right. Are we going to end right? We're going to do it. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I don't want your life.